0: Welcome to Fire and Water, coming of age in this age, where we seek to cultivate wise leadership one one person at a time. I'm here, I'm Juanita Robertson, and I'm here with Tennyson Wolf. We're co-host of Fire and Water. Hi, Tennyson. Hi, hi. We want to have a conversation today, a little bit about diversity and inclusion and about how we hold that between us. Um, I'll open it up to you first, Tennyson. You want to say a couple words? <laughs> I throw the ball to you.
1: Yeah, I, I'll I'll try a little bit, um, and just to just to frame a little of what you spoke earlier. It's uh, it's one show at a time. Also, we're like we're trying to reach out to a lot of people to try to cultivate this wise leadership. I think you had said one person at a time, oh. <laughs> which is is true in some way also. But um, there's lots. Uh, I I think this is let's see I'll just say a little bit and then I really want to hear hear and listen. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're talking about something important. We're talking about something that that in some ways has been painful for centuries in this country or in many places in the world, and in some ways has become has come freshly to the surface. Um, I think a lot of people are struggling. A lot of people um, are are trying to figure out how to be helpful. There's anger, there's grief, there's pain. Um, so all of this is going on. And I think as a, you know, as a country or maybe as a civilization, even though that sounds really broad, we have, I think we have an opportunity to actually really move some things. So, I know you've spoken it this way before Quinita. But when you think of conversations that are about race and equity and inclusion and diversity, quite often there's a reframe needed to say, uh, this is about healing and healing has lots of scales to it. Let me let me just pause there. I want to see where you go with that.
0: Yeah, um, I think that we've been having the conversation around diversity and inclusion in this country maybe you know, broader than that, but specifically in this country, as if people haven't been talking about it. You know, we bring people into organizations, we have them host a conversation. Um, And I don't think that that's the issue. I don't think the issue is that we haven't been having the conversation. I think the issue is that most of us don't have the maturity to really engage in the conversation. And the conversation is really rooted in this idea of how do we extend grace and compassion, I think, to other. Mm-hmm. But what we are missing and the piece that I think that we've jumped over <laughs> is that if I don't have grace and compassion for myself, there's no way that I can ever give it to you because mm-hmm. we can't give what we don't have. And so unless we're tending to our own personal healing, then we're missing the boat. To me, it's a waste of time and money. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, Can I pick that up? Yeah. So it feels like the pattern is, you know, identify that there's a problem and throw solutions at it. Um, It it just seems like that, that's sort of, (laughs) that's become like the, you know, the fulfilling activity or something. And what I hear you saying is, it's not enough like it's not enough to just throw training resources we need a different ability to have a different kind of conversation and when you start naming it you or others Mm -hmm. when we start naming it as uh, there's a maturing that needs to happen in ourselves and maybe just maybe it begins with compassion for self that that sort of changes the game will you just say a little bit more
0: yeah it does so when i'm hosting conversations i used to host these conversations about let's be curious together around race Mm -hmm. and actually during the time i actually try to keep people from having dialogue (laughs) Mm -hmm. and part of it is that we can do a lot of activities side by side and speak to them you know but i see my job as constantly turning people in the direction back to themselves and, you know, we can learn a lot. I can learn a lot about taking on my own stuff and you taking on yours next to me and even build connection without mm-hmm. actually entering into a dialogue around something. Mm-hmm. One of the reasons I love Circle is because Circle gives us the opportunity to put stuff in the center and we don't have to really be in dialogue. It can hold it and we can be in our own explorations. And so, can you know, it's about creating these diversity and inclusion communities of practice. How do I take on my stuff How do you take on your stuff? And we go together. But Mm -hmm. I'm not trying to take on your stuff for you or even help you do your stuff. I can support you, you know, in ways that you need for support, but I can trust that you know how you need that. (laughs) And and I think another piece of that is when we're talking about maturing, um, I think unconsciously, when we step into conversations around race, often what we step into is the warrior archetype. Mm -hmm. And um, most of us aren't trained to be warriors. And I think in this country, we often mistake soldiering for warrioring. Mm -hmm. But the warrior archetype, I think, has some good pieces for the conversation because warriors really understand that there's a cost to the journey. Real warriors have a deep love and respect for the person on the other side. They know that they care about their cause just as much as they care about theirs. And warriors are willing to go in the mud and the dirt with you. And if we're going to be in dialogue around race and diversity and inclusion and equity, we have to be able to stand in that warrior space. And I don't think most of us are. So I think what I do in a space or what we do in our work is holding spaces where people can start building the strength. So we I see it more as building warriors than sending people out to war.
1: That's a good line. Yeah. Can I pick that up for a bit? Yeah. I'm appreciating the language around warrior. When I think of warrior in the best of ways, uh, i I do think of some layer of wisdom or some layer of maturity or, some layer of being willing or able to let go. It feels like it's not taking place on the surface or in the battlefield, but deeper underneath. Um, So, and I, I'm, you know, I'm a white man Mm -hmm. and I'm thinking a little bit of what it has taken to be able to improve my own ability to be in some of this learning and some of this practice and, some of this invitation with other people. There are like two fundamental uh, important points <laughs> that it, it's taken a bit to be able to find this and and live with it. And this is so not new in so many ways, but I am uh, just acknowledging my own journey with it. And I think it is an ongoing journey. One is just that for those of us who live in North America and let's even bring it down to the layer of the United States right now. Um, the, the reality of this is an economic system that was built on the backs of slaves. There was a deliberate importing of human beings to provide free labor enslaved labor to create economic return and though that may be a story that has a significant part of it happening 400 years ago to bring it forward into you know uh, uh, an acknowledged wound and I don't know what acknowledged means by the way, but it 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 certainly moves away from denial or defensiveness or. <laughs> some of these kind of things. Like I have to move into, look, this is the reality of the history of um, our peoples or our ancestors. And even though there may not have been, you know, direct involvement in some of that world, it's, it's just like, we don't, we don't know that. So coming to terms with that as a white person, the second fundamental thing is, is in relationship to land and colonization as europeans coming to this land we took it you know we took lands from first nations people and colonized and you know began wars and didn't fulfill agreements and things like that so those are those are important truths to come into a relationship with and i find as a white man yeah, you know and let's be fair let, let's let let me be honest or further honest with it you know there have been times where that's been difficult or i found my own defensiveness or my own well yeah but or uh but i think the the wisdom or the warrior growing or the you know the maturity growing has to include uh, um further like further integration of those truths and not just the sort of flashy marketing ones mark marketing truths that show up on posters and billboards that are just a, a white person's reality Whew, that's a bunch but let me stop there and see where you go
0: i think one of the things <clears throat> you know hearing you speak i uh we're hearing an awful lot right now in our cultures around race, you know, um, with George Floyd's murder and um, the protest afterwards and, you know, just movement to shift things. Mm-hmm. And I think it's easy for us to get diverted. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I think that um, we do have an opportunity here. And I think there's two different two different avenues, I mean, of course, you know, there's 50 billion, right? But Mm -hmm. the two different avenues that I'm going to speak about are one, it's the changing of behavior or changing of policy, which we've done in times. Um, But the thing is with that is it it can change things for a short period of time, but it doesn't stay Mm -hmm. unless we do the underlying healing work. That's Mm -hmm. why we've still been having the issue that we have you know, even years after the civil rights movement Mm -hmm. um, is because we never took on the healing. We just, you know, changed, put some policies in place and good policies that have good, you know, outcomes as well. Um, But because trauma wants to be healed, it'll always float to the surface. And I also like what, you know, James Baldwin said, it is going to be really hard to shift the story around race in this country because both sides are vested in keeping it going. Mm -hmm. And it's so easy to make this just either an African-American or black problem or a white problem, <laughs> um, but we're in it together, yeah. you know? Um, that we're in this, Baldwin talks about we're living in the same house together. We're, li- we're in it together. And so there's ways that I think um, that our journeys complement each other's. I think it's opposites, you know, the opposite sides that we hold. Because this country tells people of color that, you know, they'll never be anything. Mm -hmm. And this country tells white people that they're supposed to be perfect. Mm -hmm. And so actually, you know, our challenge is on the opposite sides. Our challenge is as white people knowing, you know, that you can't do everything (laughs) and you can't know everything. And that it's, not an, that it's not all an intellectual exercise. Mm-hmm. And the piece for people of color is really stepping into, you have a contribution and you matter, and there's places that, that needs your genius and your wisdom in the world. And I think part of what we're seeing happening is the reconciling of those pieces on both sides. Mm-hmm. You know, And no, that's not happening everywhere, but we can see it bubbling up and people looking for it in a way that they hadn't before.
1: Nita, what do you make of of bubbling up tensions? That sounds like such an understatement.
0: I actually love it. And one of the reasons I love it is, you know, um, I was talking with a white woman earlier today, actually, and she said she asked the question, why did it take so long, right? Right. Because it's George Floyd was murdered, but there's been plenty of people of color who've been murdered way up before now, you Mm -hmm. know, And I just, uh, I think that the thing that seems different to me now Mm -hmm. in the, what we're saying bubbling up or when I use that word, what I meant is um, the protest and how long it's going on, Mm -hmm. you know, because what it does when, what it has the opportunity to do Mm -hmm. when it's a prolonged protest, is it has an opportunity to move from the dumping of pain and anger and rage to grief, where the transformation and the healing can happen. And so that to me, when we start doing the grief work underneath that pain and that rage, um, we have an opportunity to transform the root of the problem.
1: Yay. What is an example, Juanita, of doing that grief work? Can you offer an example?
0: Well, one of the things I think is, um, is taking on our own healing work, Mm -hmm. you know, I think that um, and it doesn't mean personal healing directed solely at race, Mm -hmm. but I think because I think we're not compartmentalized people. I think when we take on our own healing work and we start to grow and expand, different things start to be revealed to us, and part of that is race, especially you know if you 're attending to the pieces where where i 'm still enslaved um, there 's a piece that I wrote, and I said, you know my my body may have made it to the north, but my soul and my spirit have yet to reach its destination, right. and so it 's like having that piece for myself. The other piece I think is that um, white people haven't really come to terms with the fact that they were enslaved too and still are you Mm -hmm. know just like we are Mm -hmm. because the slave archetype isn't just about being physically enslaved Mm -hmm. but it's about being a slave to a person a thing or even an idea Mm -hmm. and to enslave another you have to be enslaved Mm -hmm. maybe even more so Mm -hmm. and so you know, this piece about us all having to heal our legacy of slavery. And the thing is, because we're connected, it's I don't have to wait for you to do it for me to do mine. If I do mine, the whole picture shifts. It's like in any relationship. If I'm healing, then the relationship is different. And that is true for all of us together as well.
1: Yeah, that's beautiful. Can I... Um... Can I shift it just slightly? Cause I think it applies. Yeah. Um, and this comes out of a context of uh, not a, a specific conversation on, on race and equity. Uh, but it was conflict. Like how do we deal with this conflict? And I ended up offering like four things in the search for, oh my gosh, you know, I'm looking for things that can help. Uh, What, what can I share that honors the conflict that doesn't try to just put a bandaid on it uh, that doesn't try to deny it and make it go away to stay in it. I ended up saying uh, one is you need an ability to, you need a willingness and ability to go upstream And when I think upstream in relation to race, equity, diversity, inclusion, excuse me, then some of that is like, know some history. Some of that is like know where things came from. Some of that is, uh, I, I think the the mass territory that you're describing of, there is always healing work to be done. And, and, individually as well as collectively willingness to go upstream second was to acknowledge that uh, for me i said it as acknowledged that there's a mystery here but if i say that just a little bit differently it's like there's things that are not known we're not going to figure it all out we're not going to get it all up maybe that's a white guy thing to say like even the very notion of well we've got to figure all of this out we're not going to figure all of that out but it's very different to say well Let's give it our attention as opposed to let's not even try. So giving it the attention matters, acknowledge mystery. Uh, It ties into the third one, genuinely explore. Are you genuinely willing to explore given those realities? You know, that's an invitation. That's what I like about that is um, there's an invitation to try to feel more and try to, uh, yes, understand more, but, You know, there there needs to be a genuineness. If it's lip service, exploration commitment, then it's not doing much. And then last that I said in that context was, and then, you know, be willing to try to bring something downstream. Is there something to try, something to work with, something to do with your neighbors, something to do with your community, something to join in a protest or in a demonstration, or something just, you know, to to like really claim fiercely as your own healing journey. Let me stop there. I'd be really curious to see what you weave out of that.
0: I think one of the things though is I think that we're too eager to go downstream. We're too eager to do and to join and to be part of. Because yeah. and the reason I say that is mm-hmm. because I actually when, you know, lots of people are going out, actually, I don't want them to go out, I want them to go to hell in, because I think that the doing has to come from that place. It has to come from a more healed place, right? And I think we tend to, um, part of the Eurocentric model that we all have been swimming in has put a um, heavier weight on the doing, Mm -hmm. you know, than the being. And so the bringing us back to balance actually Mm-hmm. It is the uh, let's come in first and mm-hmm. let's, you know, and I think that, you know, for me, COVID is trying to give us that experience to go in and to do, and we're still running. We still don't yeah. want to be still and go in and, and heal and tend to some of the things that we have. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the other piece is, um, you know, as a woman of color, one of the things that I find not, um well, that I find in lots of circles around diversity and inclusion Mm -hmm. is we want it to be too neat and tidy, Mm -hmm. you know, diversity and inclusion are being getting, you know, to know ourselves and other is hard and messy work. Mm -hmm. You know, it's painful. It doesn't feel good. And we have Mm -hmm. to be willing, like I said, the warriors earlier to go in the mud and the dirt with each other Mm -hmm. and to be uncomfortable and to, be upset and then come back (laughs) and say, okay, so I've calmed down. Now what? (laughs) Now, where are we? You know, one of the things that I've said that I appreciate about our friendship Mm -hmm. is that, you know, we constantly come back to center. You know, that doesn't mean that we don't get pissed at each other or that we're not, we don't get into it or that things don't come up that are, um, that are painful. It means that they do come up and, we, even if we can't tend to it in that moment, we come back to center later and say, okay, so where are we now? This is what was happening for me, you know? And, and the other piece that I think is important in that is, and I've always appreciated this about our friendship, is we don't make each other responsible for our stuff. And what I mean by that.
1: Yeah, translate that just a bit.
0: What I mean by that is that even though I might be mad at you about something, mm-hmm. we both know, even when I'm mad, that ultimately it's showing up because there's something in me mm-hmm. that is trying to get healed or worked or whatever. So it really is mine. You know, I remember a, there was a conversation we had and I said, you know, I think my line and it was, you drive me crazy sometimes. And your response to me was, and that's yours to tend to. And you drive me crazy and that's mine to tend to. <laughs> I said that. <laughs> you did. You said that to me. and But it's true. And I think we, we because we hold that, yeah. that space in between us, and when I forget you hold it, when you forget I hold it, <laughs> that we really hold that space, I think it has really helped to provide fertile soil for our own personal growth and development around race and otherwise. hmm
1: Yikes! Okay, uh, two things that I would put into that.
0: <laughs> yes,
1: uh, because I I hear you naming it, and then yes, you know I'm 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 finding it in my own experience here. Uh, we count on circle, and that form. Like, let's just even oversimplify that so it's not so methodological. We count on being able to return to like fiercely return to something is in the middle here. And sometimes that has more formality to it by way of circle, even just with you and I, and then I'm extending out to groups of people and teams that we get to work with.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: I think, I think, you know, I, I mean, I'm hearing a couple of things. One is we do need to let ourselves get messy or even just saying it as let ourselves like, It's just gonna get messy and don't treat that as failure or whatever, all of that stuff. And then circle is one of the ways that helps us to, I I think, come back together. Like, can we, can any of us, I'm saying, can we find uh, enough of the internal fortitude or whatever to say, I don't know what's going on here, but I will, you know, I, I do know that I will, I will do my best to meet in the center here and see what's here. That's one. And then, oh gosh, what was the other piece? I've lost it now. Uh, I can't remember what it was, what it was. It was something about context. Oh, that's what it was of, um, yeah, they there. Oh boy. I think that there is something quite grown assed slash mature in knowing that though I am connected to what's going I'm just going to break it down to you and me for a minute yeah. though I am connected to what's going on for you your business is your business <laughs> and likewise like you you can't to me you can't argue the you know the extreme interconnectedness of things but to adopt that and then heap ownership of personal things on top of another person. Whoa, let's bring it back to what you're saying also, especially if the context is I I may not be able to say it out loud and articulate it, but what I really want is healing. And right now all I can feel is pain. Mm -hmm. If I meet you with all of that pain and completely lose track of the healing, then it's hard to go anywhere with that, the dumping of pain. I think that's the way that you said it. Yeah. There.
0: Yeah, because we're really good at dumping our pain, but that's just because we don't want to take responsibility, and that's our adolescent selves, you know, mm-hmm. that wants the freedom and no responsibility. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, developing the skill or the maturity to um, to be in pain and even be able to express it, but to know that it belongs to you. Yeah. You know, one of the things I think we've done in this culture, even, you know, so often I hear people talking about triggers or you've triggered me in this, like as if their trigger is my responsibility. Mm-hmm. But the trigger by definition is rooted in something that happened in your past. That is not my responsibility. That's yours to go clean up, you know? And so like us being really aware of those things. And then that doesn't mean that I don't care about the experience you're having. Yeah. It just means that, That it's not mine.
1: Can I say that one slightly different way? Yeah. It means that the most loving thing that I could do for you is to let you be in your wobble or your your pain or your learning about it. Like sometimes that's the most loving thing you can do.
0: Yes. And sometimes that requires... I need to get off the phone with you right now, <laughs> you know. Or, I mean, with people that you love and care about. That <laughs> sometimes it's that because it's the, it it is um because yeah. so many of us, myself included, yeah. you know, um was were raised in environments where right. we did learn to carry other people's pain, right. And so it's easy. In a
1: variety to of circumstances. Yes,
0: yes, Variety of circumstances. That
1: included race and some like, exactly. of other things. So.
0: Family, all kinds of stuff, right? <laughs> like, and so, so we're so used to doing that. Yeah. You know, I was in um, a conversation with. Actually, it was at this particular point. It was two white men I was talking with, and one of them, who was both of them, I considered friends at that time, and one asked me, "You know, how did race show up between us?" Mm. And I took a deep breath and started to pray, actually, (laughs) because because I, I wanted to make sure that I was responding in a thoughtful way. And I said, well, I'll show, I'll tell you how it shows up in me. One of the ways that it shows up in me between us is that when you get, and this is something that he was working on personally, explosive and kind of, um, you know angry and just in situations when you get explosive and um and you have those moments that i um sit and take it mm-hmm. because i've been born and raised to take abuse yeah and he says well why are you still my friend and i said because i know you're working on it
1: Ooh, nice
0: you know and my work is around Reconciliation Mm -hmm. and I can, Mm -hmm. but I'm also working on not taking the dumping because we can be in relationship with people Mm -hmm. and not take on, you know, there's a part of the not saying anything that was me accepting his dumping and his pain.
1: Right.
0: You know? Mm -hmm. And in that moment I stopped doing it Mm -hmm. because I spoke it. Right. (laughs) Um, And in that situation he walked away from the friendship but that's okay because i shifted i didn't need him there anymore because i wasn't taking it on you know and so he didn't there wasn't those the same two puzzle pieces to put together anymore
1: that's good do you want to keep going or do you want
0: to well well i think one of the things is uh I guess I would just want to say um, for all of us mm-hmm. that the call is to go in you know um, to tend to some of our own trauma I love the book my grandmother's hands mm-hmm. that helps us to do the embodiment of that you know like um, I think that that's what it's called for that helps us to step into our grown ourselves <laughs> that what's being called and not just race in this country, in all areas, leadership, all areas, is for us to grow up. We're growing older and not growing up. Mm-hmm. What about you?
1: Yeah, I, I think for me, you're, you're pointing to something that I continue to gain clarity from. I am a person who relates to the thing behind the thing behind the thing behind the thing. Like, I think I, I so often feel in so many contexts that there's something underneath to look at. Now I'm oriented that way. I I think the inner world is, int- is like undeniably connected to the outer world and vice versa. So that's all fruitful territory to me, you know, that, that's fruitful space. And when it comes to um, learning, steps needed, conversations needed, policies to be developed around race, equity, diversity, inclusion. It's one of the things that I really love about you is I feel like you bring the conversation to somewhere in the land of the thing under the thing under the thing under the thing. And don't settle yourself on on, uh, the surface of things. Uh, And all of that to me points back to healing. (laughs) Can we, you know, can we grow, can we grow ourselves individually and collectively in healthier ways with one another, which includes the sorrow, the angers, the griefs, but it also includes the compassion and the grace. I think that's it for me for now.
0: All right. Thank you, Tennyson. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for listening today. Thank you for your support. Thank you for your practices and commitment to wisdom and coming of age. If you wish further information, our shared website for Fire & Water is www.fireandwaterleadership.weebly.com. My website is www.nizuzu.com and Tennyson is at www.tennysonwolf.com. Thank you. Thanks.